Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Market Bites. I'm Sam. And I'm Josh. And we're here to break down three of the hottest financial events that happened this week, so you can keep your finger on the pulse. Whether you're on your way to work, at the gym, or wherever and whenever you have the time to get updated. So, are you ready? Let's get into it. This podcast is for information and education purposes only and should not be taken as investment advice, a personal recommendation or an offer of or solicitation to buy or sell any financial instruments. This material has been prepared without taking into account any particular investment objectives or financial situation and has not been prepared in accordance with the legal and regulatory requirements to promote independent research. Past performance is not an indication of future results. Hello, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of the Market Bites podcast. I'm joined by Josh Gilbert. Josh, how are you? I'm doing very well, Sam. I'm doing very well. How are you? Yeah, very well. Very well. Uh, quickly, can I ask everyone that is either listening or watching, like, share, subscribe. If you're on YouTube, click the like right now. Bing. Do it. Uh, and if you're on uh, a podcast, uh, give us a rating. Obviously, a good one. Obviously. Uh, we're about There's to... There's a few of you that aren't, okay, because yes. we've got... We've got a few thousand downloads here a week and we've not got as many likes and we haven't got as many ratings on Spotify. So if you could please do that, we would very much appreciate it. Yeah, we've been told by the powers that be that we need to be more demanding. So this mm. is our demanding episode. Let's see if it makes a difference. Um, and, and all because we're going about to go through some very big earnings. Uh, so on the schedule for today, we'll talk about Microsoft and Alphabet. Uh, that have reported their earnings and then we'll also take a look at mcdonald's as well josh sound all good to you sounds good yeah we covered how how much of a big week it was this week and uh yeah earnings in thick and fast for sure yeah big one real big week i mean just from an earnings point of view let alone the fed the ecb and everything else that comes with it uh this week so yeah i'd almost want to fast forward to friday just to see where we're trading uh, but each day has got something big coming out. So first up then, uh, let's review Microsoft, their earnings uh, last night, which is Tuesday after the market closed, for those wondering. Uh, they came out. Uh, heading into the earnings report, year to date, it was up roughly about 44%, uh, which is amazing for a company that size. Let's not beat around the bush about that. For those uh, who have held over the last couple of years or for those that were dollar cost averaging or for those that rode the wave since the stock market sort of bottomed out sort of last year october november december they're all pretty happy i would say first question are they still happy uh second question what were the key takeaways from this report and then thirdly, I'll have a look at some technical levels uh, based on where it's trading right now. But Josh, over to you. So first of all, I think you're still going to be happy. We've got mm. a similar scenario here to, to what we had last week with, with Netflix and Tesla. A pretty fair report on the surface, but it's been punished by the street. We had beats across the board on revenue earnings and even uh, cloud, which was Azure growth. But revenue growth was was pretty tepid, 8% year over year. Azure growth, which is cloud, fell from 31% in the previous quarter, 27% this quarter. So essentially, investors aren't getting what they're accustomed to. And, and the market, you know, is, is basically saying, okay, well, 
brilliant. You, you've beat expectations, but those expectations have come down pretty significantly over the last sort of couple of months. And I think a big point to note here is that, of course, a lot of this hype, you mentioned 44% there year to date. A lot of that has been driven by AI. Mm-hmm. And it's certainly Microsoft takes the spotlight when it comes to AI. But at the moment, it's not sort of generating revenue growth from ai it's not we're not seeing an you know an impact to revenue growth given that as i say it was an eight percent increase in the quarter and and ultimately just the talk of ai isn't enough to keep pushing microsoft shares higher um you know it has hit a record high this year but that's you know it's not enough investors want to see this optimism of ai turn into you know something tangible they want to see financial success from it um and, and i think that's really important there are some there were some hints in in the in the report that that may be on the way um that they're, they're, they're looking to start charging a fee for office ai tools that that's i think you know there or thereabouts but i think on the other side of that we also then had costs um that were increasing in order to expand the data centers that are needed for these sort of new cloud services powering ai so you know, there's there's the two two sides to it. We've got this brilliant technology that you know is really groundbreaking, but it's going to cost Microsoft quite a lot of money to, to sort of really get it up and going. And right now, we're not seeing that come through in in revenues at all. They're in a great position though to monetize AI, but it's going to take time. That's the key. We've got to have it. Investors got to have a little bit of patience. We're probably not going to see some real benefits you know ticking through into revenue growth or profits until at least um you know the sort of the end of the year uh, in my belief so i think bottom line to cap all that off the street weren't overly impressed with the results but i I don't think again it's terrible some pretty solid numbers in there i think you know um we're going to start to see this sort of trough you know coming through i I think that's probably going to be a key takeaway is that you know the trough of this slowdown i think is is there um i think we're going to start to see double digit revenue growth in the next quarter um but importantly it's it's we've got to see these ai you know driven tailwinds that we've got for these companies turning into something meaningful um investors that have got microsoft you know you're not going to want to sort of sell it um you know in, in that sense i don't think given you know it's colossal balance sheet everything it has going for it that deal with activision but again you know, the street wasn't overly impressed by it but as, as i say if you're a shareholder you're not going to be too disappointed in my view no i'm with you on that and, and looking at the chart i i would agree i mean as of the time of the recording it's sort of trading um you know around sort of 337 it was trading yesterday on the close at 351 uh the all-time high um was around 365 so it's not even far from that what i would say from a a technical level there's a really really key support area uh, around 317 you wouldn't want to see price go below that but it's been on an incredible journey if you go back to november 2021 which was the previous all-time high it over the course of uh, a year pretty much to the day by the way um went down nearly 40 percent a company of that size went down 40 percent uh and then obviously since that low that we had uh in the stock market the back end of november last year to where we sort of finished on yesterday's close it was up over 60 percent, which is remarkable and that's what i was saying at the beginning that even those people that had been dollar cost averaging 
during a period of you know uh, decline for a year you know whether they be getting every month or every quarter would have been very very happy and rewarded accordingly uh, and even those people who you know been in the stock market just bought one single price two years ago will be happy as well so yeah i i it's interesting though again another one where if you just slightly miss those big expectations you do get punished a touch but yeah 317 320 in and around there technically i think is a good line in the sand and as long as we stay above that i think people will be happy next up alphabet aka google i mean look same questions josh uh, i mean heading into this report it was up roughly about 38 percent year to date which is obviously not far off that microsoft number either are investors still happy what were the key findings uh and also i guess now we would have had both google and uh microsoft we can have a look at the effect that it had on the broader market too yeah, well, drum roll for this one. We've got a tech report that the market likes. We so I'm Love pleased it. to finally say that Google has done enough to please the street. Um, shares are up after hours, about six and a half percent. So some Love good it. news. But again, it was it was much much of the same as what we've had from these other companies. Beats across the board. Um, you know, earnings, revenue, cloud, good numbers, but really the the positivity came from uh, a pickup in advertising revenue and stronger than expected profitability in its cloud segment um, that helped push shares higher ultimately. Um, and, and the reason that, that happened is, you know, ultimately there was a lot of question marks over over Google. I don't know why anyone would ever really question Google, to be honest, but in in the face of AI, you know, a lot of people had argued that AI would ultimately be Google's biggest challenge for many years. Um, but Google continued to sort of show its dominance. Um, that ad resilience shone through and, and just sort of showed that they are still sort of the top dog. And that's where advertisers are still going to sort of go. You know, there, again, question marks over, you know, are the sort of the, the younger generation using things like Reddit and TikTok as their sort of Google? I don't think so. I think Google is still that sort of just that number one. But it is it, it is a segment of the business that is sort of maturing, and we'll get onto that at the moment. But bottom line is that they've sort of weathered what has been an advertising slowdown um, pretty well. You know, it has gone across the board, but it has affected the likes of Meta, who we know you know had had a big effect of it. Who are going to obviously report, depending on when you listen to this on uh, on Wednesday after the market close, mm-hmm. and of course. Snap, who with no real surprise, this is going to make absolutely nobody shocked. They missed earnings and tumbled after yeah. hours. Um, so still really feeling feeling that full effect um of of these uh of, of these advertising slowdowns. Again, back to some good news. Um, Google's cloud unit that brought in a profit of about 400 million um, on sales of 8 billion. That was ahead of analyst estimates, well ahead of analyst estimates on profit, which was about 163 million. So that's where a lot of that positivity is coming from. That, you know, this is a business that is still, in terms of cloud, um, is still trailing behind the likes of Amazon and, and Microsoft in AWS and Azure. But this is an area of the business that is viewed as one of Google's best, you know, areas for growth, um, especially when you're looking at that, that those sort of profit numbers and what we've seen from Amazon and AWS. AWS basically holds up all of Amazon's profitability. If it wasn't for AWS, Amazon wouldn't be a profitable business. So that is why, you know, this these profit numbers are really important for Alphabet and why the street has liked this. 
And as I say, with search reaching that sort of maturity and sort of not, we're not going to see that same sort of hyper growth. This is when cloud needs to sort of come in and, and sort of take over, especially when we talk about, um, you know, the, the, the sort of the increase in, in um, cloud computing and, and of course, AI as well. And then finally, just to sort of cap that off, we had another big boost as well from, from YouTube. YouTube advertising revenues had been a bit of a drag uh, on Alphabet's earnings and, and sort of revenue growth over the last couple of quarters. But again, that picked up meaningfully uh, three quarters of negative growth before that. Revenues jumped up about 4% year over year to 7.7 billion. And I think that just shows a bit of bit of form returning for, for, for YouTube after a difficult period, as I say, with that advertising slowdown and, of course, competition from TikTok. Um, fun fact for you, I think we've mentioned this a couple of times on the podcast in, in the past, but for those who haven't heard it, Google acquired YouTube for 1.65 billion back in October 2006. What a deal. Fast forward to 2023, YouTube now makes up 10% of Google or Alphabet's overall revenue and generates 1.65 billion. So the same purchase price every three weeks. <laughs> so again, inflation adjusted, we can go on and go on and go on. But bottom line, an unbelievable acquisition. And that just shows um, you know, why and, and how acquisitions can be so important for for growth. Um, you know, and, and like we spoke about it there with Microsoft and Activision, how big of a deal that could be, you know, in, in the future, especially as gaming continues to to sort of capture uh, the younger generation and continues to, to sort of grow. Um, but as I say, I think what we've seen is we, I think we're starting to see that the bottom of this sort of slowdown in digital advertising, especially if we look at what we've seen from um, Google search advertising spend and YouTube advertising spend. You know, the market now forecasts YouTube's advertising revenue to, to sort of pick up pretty meaningfully uh, and to grow by about 12% in, in the sort of fiscal year 2024. So I think we're, we're starting to see, as I say, that bottom, which is, is good news for, for those companies that are exposed to advertising, whether Snap will, will ultimately decide to, to sort of buck that trend or not, who knows, but those bigger names, um, you know, are certainly starting to reap the rewards. And, and I think Meta will, will, will show the same again tonight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, let's see it about Meta after the market closed on Wednesday. Some other names, uh, just before we have a quick look at the technical side of things with Google that are reporting after the market closed, Chipotle, I'm sure some will be keeping an eye on that. I'm not 100% sure I said that right. I know there's a bit of a debate how to say that. Um, eBay as well, that's moved to Thursday got mastercard crocs we've debated crocs on this podcast before nothing is off limits ford intel roku after the market close on thursday along with t-mobile and sketches and then friday before the market open you've got exxon png chevron and astrazeneca google then aka alphabet 130 was the key level heading into this we're trading now pretty much bang on it or a little bit above so We've got the momentum. Can we really kick on now is what investors and traders will be looking for. It's uh, above a very key resistance level. You could argue it's above a trend line from the all-time high. If we can close the day above 130, if we can close the week above 130, investors are going to love it. It's been on an interesting journey as well. You look at the all-time high that this uh, stock had from uh, February last year. It was a double top along with November 2021. Quite a lot of stocks, obviously. November 2021 had a high. 
that actually moved all the way down to again November 2022 uh where it was down 45% since then it's had a bit of a uh, a recovery as has many stocks of course and it's currently trading uh about 52% up from that low uh, so again dollar cost averaging is has proved to be good waiting for a significant drop you can't always time the bottom but they're being rewarded now as well so yeah hopefully we can push on i mean look it's still 15% below its all-time high, uh, whereas Microsoft was a lot tighter. So I wonder now, following a better you know, earnings report, whether investors want to jump on this a bit. However, the broader market, uh, it still remains to be seen what happens there. You've got some big, big names reporting for the rest of the week. And if they all struggle, you know, Google can't necessarily keep pushing on and on and on. Uh, but let's move on to our, uh, our last... Uh, company today, McDonald's. Uh, they report on Thursday before the open, um, and their share price it, it's look, it's sitting pretty comfortably near all time highs. Investors are happy right now. Traders are happy right now. Uh, I mean, those who have sat on their hands and done nothing, they're not. Uh, what will people on both sides of the table be keeping an eye on from this report? Is that a pun there, Sam? Happy? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, uh, so have a guess at what, um, people in Australia call McDonald's. Mackey's? No. Macy's? Mackers. Mackers. So in, in, in the UK, it's Mackey's, right? Mackey's yeah. in the UK. Mackers. I'm sure the US call it something else. I've Mac got quite a funny, I've got quite a funny story about this. We were in Iron Apple, and this story could go west very quickly, uh, when we were 21 and my friend was messaging this girl and she said, I'm in. I'm in Macy's and for the next hour he searched every single club name for somewhere called Macy's and then eventually bumped into her outside McDonald's um and I think it was uh a bit of a um a, like a spelling mistake or something like that but he'd gone around the whole Ionapa strip looking for this new club called Macy's which didn't exist only to see her in McDonald's having a Big Mac so yeah quite an interesting one there yeah and it just goes to show, you know, how a brand can sort of just be changed and yeah. you know, just so well known, whatever you call it, people know uh, exactly what it is. So whatever it's called, you know, it is a household name. Uh, and I think, look, it's it's set to be that for for sort of years to come. And it's the world's largest fast food chain after all. Um, yep. So what are we expecting? Well, look, revenue uh, is expected to sort of pick up modestly um, for its largest growth in, in over a year. But earnings growth is sort of set to slip. Uh, a bit of that, I think, can be put down to we, we're seeing a, a big uh, weakening of all major currencies over the last sort of year or so against the US dollar with so much US dollar strength. Mm -hmm. Of course, that US dollar has dropped off recently, but that has been a major headwind for McDonald's. And it may still affect earnings, especially given 50% of its revenue is from overseas. Um, but you know, that should hopefully be offset with a rise in prices across its product range. Um, then again, to flip it back, McDonald's have, have sort of come out with a bit of guidance and sort of said that, you know, customers are starting to trim their orders, you know, so maybe it's just a, a burger and leave the fries type of scenario, <laughs> or maybe, you know, maybe I'm just going to go for a cheeseburger or rookie numbers. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm not going to get that meal deal. You know, if you go into McDonald's, you've got to get the, you've got to get the nuggets, the big Macs, yes. the, the making me hungry here now. Flurries. Oh. Um, Uber Eats. Um, <laughs> but that is a very good point. Uber Eats, whatever it is, delivery, people still use it. And that is, you know, 
that delivery growth as well, I think should contribute to strong sales results, mm. you know, good marketing campaigns, a strong menu that we all know very well. They That's helped them weather sort of what has been a pretty difficult period and a bit of an economic storm. Um, that loyalty program as well. I'm not sure if you've got it in the UK now, Sam, but we have it here. The, the My Maccas, we call it here, or the McDonald's Rewards. Okay. Um, yeah, that's got nearly 50 million um active users over a 90-day period in its top six markets so that's you know massive numbers that's huge numbers and and that sort of entices people back and you know you've got your monopoly and and everything else that, that sort of drives growth but you know they are still focused on growth yes this is a mature business this is a business that now obviously pays a solid dividend which it it has just announced it will be paying again for the quarter but um it recently announced it it planned to spend a billion australian dollars to open new stores and renovate stores in australia over the next three years um and that's going to add to the, the the over the thousand stores that we have here already it feels like if you ever drive anywhere in australia my fellow aussies will will know this there's always a mcdonald's it's like yeah. it's like a checkpoint you're always going to find a mcdonald's at, at mm-hmm. some point um but for me the outlook is key here i think that's going to be really really important especially in regards to comments on consumer habits and spending inflation has eased significantly in the us especially since the start of the year we're now at three percent headline inflation consumer confidence is picking back up and and in turn i think that should allow consumers to feel more confident on spending on discretionary food items and saying, okay, look, you know, our, our budgets can can loosen up a little bit, maybe feeling a bit more free again about spending. That's not sort of maybe the best attitude if we want to see inflation continue to, to sort of stay down. But I think that outlook is going to be the the sort of the key here as to so what's going to happen towards you towards the year end. Because, you know, we are expected to see retail sales slow, but with sort of this, you know, this idea now that we are going to avoid a recession and that this soft landing can be reached, I think that is going to allow consumers to feel a little bit more confident. So uh, as I say, outlook going to be imperative to what's next for McDonald's. Yeah. I mean, it's, as I said, flirting near those all time highs, which it's tried to get above. I mean, that all all time high comes in at two, nine, eight, one, two, three, four, five days. Uh, it I'm tried to get it. above that it just couldn't really loving it didn't couldn't quite get above um i mean i think a lot of investors that are sitting on the sidelines here would love to see price go back to those previous all-time highs around 270 280 but um that seems quite far away it would need almost a bad report and then psychologically you've got to buy into a bad report which isn't always the easiest thing to do uh but i like this stock uh, i like its future um and if you are at home or you're on your uh your phone zoom out on that chart have a look at that on the weekly it's just other than obviously covid which affected the price of a lot of stocks it's just been just higher 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 and sometimes you know there's we we talked about this before multiple times on this podcast but um i saw a tweet yesterday from Kelly, our us investment analyst and i'm just going to bring it up for myself just to make sure i get it right um the apple tweet Exactly. Yeah. So if you invested 1000 in Apple when the stock went public in the 1980s, <clears throat> you'd have about $1.3 million today. But this is the point of the tweet that I like uh, and that we've talked about a lot. But you'd also have to deal with 15 sell-offs of more than 20% or more, five sell-offs of 50% and two drops of 80%. If you're going to be a long-term investor, be a long-term investor. 
there's going to be moves lower. Uh, and obviously, you know, in hindsight, you get a big 20% drop buy into it. And a lot of people do do that with, you know, their ETF holdings of the SPY or QQQ or whatever. It's wait for that 10% correction or 20% bear market to actually lump in because the stats do show, of course, with those markets that they recover over time more often than not. But with individual stocks, well, you can't always guarantee you're going to get the winner with that diversified approach, you've got to make sure that those winners do count. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just on McDonald's itself during COVID from its high to its low was down 63%, which is obviously incredible uh, to, to think about. But then, you know, since then, if you dollar cost averaging or if you've held since earlier uh, before COVID, you're up hundreds of percent. So, uh, yeah, a bit of a lesson there to to wrap it all up uh, and again please do remember like share subscribe if you haven't done so already i mean i tell you what if you got to the end and you haven't even liked or shared or subscribed then we're gonna have problems uh but josh on that note uh as usual thank you very much i know you're off to melbourne soon and you're obviously watching the rugby there this weekend which will be a big big game um and actually just on that uh, i saw your interview with, with eddie jones it's available for people to listen to and i encourage everyone to do that as well but uh, until next week josh thank you as always thank you very much sam and uh, see everyone soon take care everyone trade safe you have been listening to digest and invest by etoro for more information use etoro.com